0: Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: Well, hello and welcome to Trash Talk with TK. I'm TK Tom Kelly with you after an awful performance last night by the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles lose to the Cowboys in Dallas by a final score of, of 33 to 13. And I mean, there's a lot to get into after this one. Let's just start with with the obvious takeaway that last night was unacceptable. Like last night was unacceptable on a number of different levels. Um, especially coming off of what happened last week. The Eagles playing the San Francisco 49ers, and that was a really bad loss. I mean, there's no doubt about it. You are in a spot, you're in a position. Where you're going up against a team, where, you know, all the stuff that had been said in the offseason, we know how good the Niners are. Um, you lose that game at home and you lose it in an embarrassing fashion. And it was tough because it's like, on one hand, sure, that could be a, you know, really negative sign moving forward. It could be a measuring stick barometer of where that team is, where this team is. And in that respect, that game was really concerning. But you also had the other side of it where it's like, okay, well, you're playing a Niner team coming off 10 days rest. The Eagles had gone through this gauntlet of a schedule where you know they'd been on a short week against the Buffalo Bills after playing the, the Chiefs on Monday Night Football. Um, you play an overtime game. There was a lot of energy expended, expended in both those games. So you play against 49ers, and in a way you could dr- brush that thing off a little bit and say, yeah, it's a bad loss but you flush it, you move on. You needed kind of a comeback-to-earth moment. We heard some of the guys talk about it last week, including Brandon Graham, that maybe it's not the worst thing in the world, you know? Maybe it's not the worst thing in the world for you to get your ass kicked, um, and you can bounce back in Dallas, get right back up, Sunday night football, going up against a division rival, and you get that taste out of your mouth really quickly. That's not what happened last night. And the Eagles looked like a team in Dallas that was unprepared from a game plan standpoint on both sides of the football. Um, they look like a team that was unprepared from a motivational standpoint. You don't want to read into this kind of stuff all the time. But, I mean, Dallas played with more energy than the Eagles did last night. The Eagles were unfocused. They lacked fundamentals. Yeah, there were penalty calls that were questionable. There were other penalty calls that, that were questionable. On that opening drive, you know, you are – cost by a couple false starts, uh, an offensive pass interference penalty on AJ Brown that was just poor execution. Kind of remind you a little bit of the 2021 season where if you and it feels like so long ago then, but remember the Eagles had so many offensive PI calls that year and it was just sloppy football. I mean, three fumbles offensively. All play your three best players, Jalen Hurts on that opening possession. AJ Brown to start the second half. And Devontae Smith in the fourth quarter, which was probably the final nail in the coffin. You're down 30-13 at that point. I mean, you're probably not coming back, probably not winning that game. But when Devontae Smith fumbled that ball, it was definitely over. And, you know, it was it was unacceptable on a number of different levels. And it was very discouraging watching that game and seeing the Eagles come out like that after that loss to San Francisco because you'd hope that would have been come-back-to-earth moment. You'd hope they would have been able to get things together and go into Dallas last week, and that's not what happened. And maybe the most discouraging part of it is that the Eagles were never even in the game. Like, I'm at WIP watching and, and getting ready to do the halftime show and, and, and all my duties after the game. And as you're watching the game, you kind of knew immediately Like, my big question, and we'll get into both sides of the ball. Offensively, I was very disappointed. But I was worried about the Eagles' defense coming in, and right away, you know, you want to see something positive. Dallas goes right down the field, opening possession, scores a touchdown. Next possession, Eagles have a chance to answer. You know, as I mentioned, the offensive pass interference penalty. Jalen Hurts costs the ball up, and it's a turnover. And I don't, I mean, I personally, and I, I think probably a lot of Eagles fans felt this way as well. I felt like the game was over right there. And you never want to feel that way. But when the Eagles went down 7-0, it just felt like they weren't coming back. And sure, there were positive moments. You're down 10-3, 10-0. You get the fake punt, well executed, but then you have to settle for a field goal. And it felt like the defense was never going to get a real stop. And they didn't. I mean, Dallas ends up putting up 33. They weren't really being aggressive in the second half. I mean, the Cowboys had the ball in the second half. They were really just trying to kill clock and win that game. We'll get more into the defense, but I want to start with the offense here because the offense was probably the more surprising part of this game, at least to me. Because as I said, the defense, I didn't expect the Eagles defense to come in and be able to shut down that Dallas offense. Didn't think that was going to happen. Not an excuse, um, certainly, but that's not something I expected. What I did expect was the Eagles offense to come out move the ball efficiently, score points. Didn't happen. For the first time in the Nick Sirianni era, the Eagles don't score an offensive touchdown in the game. And, yeah, I mean, the the, the turnovers were, were absolute killers, but the offense didn't look right. I mean, they didn't move the ball very well throughout the course of that game. And, hey, man, I've been a big defender of Nick Sirianni. I've been a big defender of Brian Johnson. But they need to fix this offense because the last two weeks, it's been pitiful. Really outside the first quarter of that 49ers game, and even in that game, you know, you come away from your first two possessions uh, getting down into the red zone only to come away with field goals. But ever since then, they're not even moving the football. Like, they're not even, you know, getting good drives or putting together good drives. And it does feel like there's a lack of creativity uh, offensively. The fact that last night, and I I understand wanting to get the ball to your best players. I think that is a philosophy that typically works. But last night, the Eagles did not target any receiver aside from A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, or Dallas Goddard. That's just way too predictable. That can't happen. You know, whether it's a Jack Stall, whether it's a DeAndre Swift. Kenny Gainwell, you need to talk Quez Watkins, you need to target somebody else. You need to give the defense something other to think about because those other guys, they're going to be the ones defenses are keen on. We know that. And for the Eagles not to target any other receiver, that is frustrating. The lack of pre motion, the lack of creativity in this offense is concerning right now. Now, do I think it's stuff that's not fixable? No, I think it is fixable. I think there is enough talent. Um, especially when you look at the offensive line up front, when you look at the quarterback, who I still believe is a top quarterback in the league. And I would still probably only take Patrick Mahomes over him. Um, but the coaching staff needs to do a better job of putting these guys in in position. Can they do anything about fumbles? No. I mean, that's, you, you got to hold on to the football. You got to catch the football. and, Last night, A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, and I don't know why, uh, one of the worst games we've ever seen either of those guys play. Certainly, uh, hey, A.J., I I can't go back in the memory bank here and pull out a a Titans game that was worse. I I wasn't watching him every single week when he was in Tennessee. Clearly, A.J. Brown's worst game is an Eagle. Drops a pass that's well dropped in by Jalen Hurts early on, would have set the Eagles up first to goal, has the OPI, has the fumble, really poor performance from him. Devontae Smith, he could have caught a touchdown. Uh, Ball goes through his hands. Fumble uh, late in the game. Uncharacteristic stuff. And the sloppy play on that side of the ball with the penalties and turnovers needs to stop. That was really bad. That said, I don't think these things are uncorrectable. I think that there's enough talent. I think the coaches are good enough. I still do believe in Sirianni. I still do believe in Brian Johnson. And offensively, I remain confident the Eagles will figure this thing out. Now, let's look at the other side of the ball, because that's where my confidence is not nearly as high. Because, once again, this Eagle defense got dominated last night. And when you look at the personnel, do the Eagles have some personnel issues? Sure, they do. I mean, the linebackers, hey, man, we know the deal. The linebackers aren't good. Anthony Morrow, uh, Zach Cunningham, These are replacement-level players. Cunningham is a borderline starter. Anthony Morrow probably shouldn't be in the NFL or or is a backup player. Uh, Shaq Leonard comes in, didn't do a lot last night, and I don't think we we can really expect a lot from him this year. Uh, The secondary, yeah, you have some issues. Um, James Bradbury, maybe he's lost a step, but... That's still no excuse for them to be giving up points and be giving up yardage at the rate that they are. Because this is the, the the thing when I look at this defense. Sure, they have some personnel issues at linebacker. And do they miss a guy like TJ Edwards? Yeah, they do. That should not be the total downfall of your defense because we can talk all we want about what the Eagles don't have. Let's talk about what they do have, man. You still have a Sam Reddick and Josh Sweat uh, two really good pass rushers. Fletcher Cox, who is still playing at a high level for a guy his age, made a big play last night. Jalen Carter, Jordan Davis. This defense should be better than it has been. Darius Slay, as much as people get on him, and Darius Slay, I'd recommend he doesn't reply to people coming after him on social media. Darius Slay, I still think, is is playing at a high level. Like I, Unless I'm missing something, I still think he's playing well. Your safeties are okay. Reed Blankenship goes down last night. We'll see what ends up happening with his injury. But, you know, there's still a decent amount of talent on this defense. And that's why when you look at it, sure, the guys that own the field need to produce. They need to play better. But if we are going to look back at last year, and I'll continue to to make and and harp on this point, because it pissed me off all last year, And we're not getting anywhere near the same kind of reaction. If we're going to bash Jonathan Gannon for having a top-five defense because people didn't like the fact that he blitzed more and because the Eagles lost the Super Bowl and gave up a lot of points in the second half of that game, why the hell are we being so easy on Sean Desai right now? Because I feel like this guy is getting one of the biggest passes I've ever seen. And I do not understand it. I mean, yeah, there are some personnel issues. This is not a defense that is devoid of talent. You want to talk about a defense that didn't have any talent? Let's look at the 2021 E.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: They finished 9-8 and and got in the playoffs, where Darius Slay and Fletcher Cox were, were really their only players on that defense. Brandon Graham was out for the year. Derek Barnett was starting at one of the defensive end spots. You had Steven Nelson at the other corner. That team didn't have much of anything defensively, and they were able to be a mediocre unit. This defense flat out sucks right now. And, yeah, they've faced some good quarterbacks. They've faced some good competition. They've also given up a lot of points, a lot of yards to bad quarterbacks and to bad competition. When you look at the Washington Commanders, you look at the two times they got torched in those games. And my question at this point is, what at what point do we hold Sean Desai responsible? At what point do we criticize him? Because he's doing a terrible job getting the most out of the talent on this team. Terrible. And again, it all goes back to last year. And it's just about keeping it real. Because the thing that I believe is that people do not want to criticize Sean Desai because, in a way, they view it as acknowledging that Jonathan Gannon wasn't all that bad. And if you've listened to me, you know how I feel about Gannon. Um, I think he was used as, as a scapegoat last year. Do I think he's the best coordinator the Eagles have ever had? No. I mean, I think he's he's uh, you know relatively conservative. But he did a good job when he was here. And people don't want to admit that. And Sean Desai right now is doing a terrible job. Like, what has Sean Desai done to make anybody feel like he is an NFL-level defensive coordinator? There was a a point before the Eagles finally got a stop in the second half where they had given up touchdowns on, like, 9 out of 10 drives. This defense is not that inept as far as talent's concerned. And you want to rip Howie... Fine. Yeah, there are things that Howie could have done better. Should he prioritize the linebacker position a little more? Should they have brought back TJ Edwards instead of James Bradbury? There is a legitimate case to make in that regard. I, and I will not argue that point. But losing TJ Edwards should not take your defense from a top five unit to a bottom 10 unit. It just shouldn't. He's a nice player. He's not, we're not talking about Brian Erlacher. Okay? We're not talking about Luke Keekley We're not talking about one of the best linebackers of all time. One of the biggest differences is you had a defensive coordinator last year who knew what he was doing, and you have a defensive coordinator this year who has no clue what he's doing. And I'll just use as a specific example here, the Eagles are down 10-3. And Dallas has first and goal inside the 10. And on that drive, they had run the ball down the Eagles' throat. I mean, this isn't Dak carving up the secondary. This is the Cowboys running the ball down the Eagles' throat. And they're inside the 10. And for some reason, Sean Desai has four, four guys up front. He's running uh, two linebackers four yards off the ball. And then he's got like five guys lined up on the goal line. And it's like, what are you doing, dude? They're just going to run the ball. If you're playing a light box like that and you're playing your corners 10 yards off inside the 10-yard line, I mean, I'm not lying, man. They're at the 8, and the corners are lined up at the goal line. Like, what are you doing? You're just giving them anything they want up front. And the Cowboys are like, sure, you're going to do this. We're just going to run the ball down your throat. And at some point, you need to take a risk. At some point, you need to change something up. And Sean Desai right now is a massive problem, and the Eagles need to figure it out defensively. If they're going to get this thing corrected. Now, that's the negative. And that was 15 minutes for you of negatives from last night. Now, let me turn things and look at the bright side a little bit here. Because as frustrating as last as that game against Dallas was, and the last two weeks were, I do believe the it's all over reaction from a lot of people in Philadelphia right now is over the top and misguided. Because I do not believe that. Because this team is 10 and 3 right now. And, you know, they didn't fall into a 10 and 1 record. Okay. Like, I know you look at some of the teams they beat Kansas City, Buffalo maybe they're not as good as we thought they were at the time. And these wins have not been necessarily dominant. Like, a lot of them have been close wins. Um, but I don't think you get to 10 and 1 by accident. And if you look at this thing, pragmatically here and you look at it from a, a a mathematical standpoint the Eagles still have a really good chance to get the one seed they have the easy part of their schedule coming up and this is what we looked at at the beginning of the year is they have this gauntlet right around Thanksgiving but if you can get through it okay you get to the end of the season and you finish at Seattle next week they may not have Geno Smith in that game he missed our game this weekend Drew Locke did all right. The Eagles should beat Seattle. The Eagles should beat Seattle with Geno Smith or Drew Locke. Then you have the Giants at home on Christmas Day, Cardinals at home New Year's Eve, at Giants to end the season. Those should absolutely be three victories. So if you win the Seattle game, which I think the Eagles will next Monday night, and you win those final three games, you get to 14-3. and three. That could very well still be good enough to... Get home field advantage in the NFC playoffs. And more importantly than home field advantage, get the one seed and get the bye. And I still think that's going to happen. And I know a lot of people think, okay, well, San Fran, they're rolling. They're just going to win out. Man, it's tough to win every week. It is. And they still have Baltimore. I know that game's at home. But that's going to be a huge game. I mean, that's a massive game for Baltimore as well. They're in the top position in the AFC. They don't want to give that up. Uh, So that is going to be a difficult game for San Francisco to win. You look at Dallas right now. Dallas still has a really difficult schedule the rest of the way. I mean, they still have to play Detroit. Hey, I think Detroit's a little bit of a fraud. But, I mean, Dallas still has some tough games remaining on their schedule. I think it's going to be difficult for, you know, the Cowboys at this point to to finish off this season without another loss. And that's why I, I think... As frustrating as it's been, and, hey, I just ran it on how frustrated I am for the first 15 minutes, it's not over yet. And I think some of the reactions on Monday um, have been over the top in terms of has Jalen Hurts been figured out? I don't believe that. Um, you know, I, I think the Eagles have played a couple bad games. I think Jalen Hurts is still a really good quarterback. And if the Eagles don't turn the ball over several times last night, I think it's a better offensive night. Um you know, is Nick Sirianni not a very good head coach? I think that is a massive overreaction. You don't win the amount of games that Nick Sirianni won over the course of two seasons without being a really good a really good coach. And this is where I think Nick Sirianni will thrive. Now, we don't know. We haven't seen him face a ton of adversity, really, in over two years. I mean, the last time... The Eagles have faced this kind of adversity is when they were 2-5 and five in 2021 coming off that loss in Vegas. But they thrived under Sirianni then. I think that will happen again. I think Nick Sirianni will figure out a way to motivate these guys. will keep this locker room together where a lot of locker rooms will break apart. I don't think that's going to happen. I think they'll get back on the right track in that regard. So I still think Nick Sirianni's a really good head coach. Um, and I think this team will be okay. Um, and, and, you know, that is a term that can be looked at a lot of different ways. Bottom line is, I don't think the season's over. Like, I think this team still has a decent chance to get to the Super Bowl and win the NFC. So much of it comes down to one seed. Because, yeah, if they don't get the one seed, they have to go to San Fran. Or, God forbid, they don't win the division, which they still control their destiny in the division. But, you know, that would be a real concern. But if they win the division and they get the one seed, which I still believe they will, um, I still think this team's going to be all right. So that's where I am right now. You know, a lot of negatives over the past two weeks, a bad game in Dallas, but overall I still feel good about where this team is at uh, after this game against Dallas. And I think for everybody ready to jump off the bridge and throw in the towel, I I just think that, that that's overboard. I think that's an overboard reaction, and ultimately, I think this team will be all right. So that's where I am with the Eagles right now. Now, one other thing I did want to mention before we wrap up here, um, and I'll be back on WIP hosting the evening shows this week, Wednesday, and uh, and Friday. But in terms of of something else that happened around the league, I did want to address what happened in the Chiefs-Bills game at the end there because – One of the more remarkable plays you'll ever see with Travis Kelsey catching a pass instinctively, throwing the ball across the field to Kadarius Toney for a touchdown uh, on a lateral, put the Chiefs up, would have put the Chiefs up 24-20. An incredible play. Now it's negated because of an offensive offside call. And, hey man, I'm not a Chiefs hater. I like Patrick Mahomes. I like Andy Reid. What they did after the game yesterday was a disgrace. Like, blaming the refs. Patrick Mahomes, I mean, just looked like a baby. I mean, he's shaking hands with Josh Allen after the game. And over he feel, dude, fine. But he's complaining to Josh Allen as they're shaking hands. Josh Allen's just looking at him like, okay, like, whatever. Um, you know, you could congratulate me for winning the game. Uh, but that was classless by Patrick Mahomes. Um, and the Chiefs are wrong. I mean, Kadarius Toney was lined up offside. And, hey, man, I'm a huge Andy defender. But Andy Reid is making the same mistake this year in Kansas City that he made, made early in his tenure here in Philadelphia. The fact that they have left themselves so weak at wide receiver, they just have nobody. And it's killing that team. Um, they're getting hurt with drops and mistakes week after week after week. And I just thought the way they handled that yesterday, was Andy was complaining after the game too, it's a disgrace. Especially when you look back at the Super Bowl, and I've been somebody who said – Yeah, it was a foul on Bradbury. That was a penalty. Um, I did not have a massive problem with it being called. Um, And you move on. But you can't be the team that that was the beneficiary of that call. And then you get a call called against you yesterday that was the right call. I mean, Kadarius Toney was offside. You can't do both. And that was really weak from Patrick Mahomes, really weak from Andy Reid. And, hey, I think the Chiefs are in trouble. Like, if we're looking at a barometer here or or comparing who's in more trouble, the Chiefs or the Eagles, part of it's because of the conference they play in. Uh, The AFC is just a lot deeper. I still think the Chiefs are going to make the playoffs. But, man, I mean, the Broncos are coming hard in that division. Um, I don't like Sean Payton very much, but Sean Payton's doing a hell of a job. And if the Chiefs don't turn it around quickly, they might be a wild card. team, And Patrick Mahomes might have to go on the road in the first round of the playoffs, which is something he's never done before. So, I thought that was weak from the Chiefs. As far as some other observations yesterday, Lions lose to Chicago, really bad loss for them. I think they are legit frauds, um, but a really bad loss for Detroit. Uh, The 49ers, they keep rolling. They beat Seattle. Drew Locke played all right. We'll see what happens Monday night, whether Geno's back, whether it's Drew Locke. But I just want to end things here by telling everybody just, you can be frustrated. Get it out. But this thing is going to be okay. Like, I do believe that. I do think this is a good football team. I don't think you get to 10 and 1 by accident. I think they're going to win their final four games. We'll see where the chips fall. But I still think there is a really good chance the Eagles get the one seed. And if the Eagles get the one seed and they get that bye week, which is so critical now that only one team gets it, I still think they have a real good chance to go back to the Super Bowl. So, as frustrated as people are, just calm down. I do believe everything will be okay. But that will do it for Trash Talk with TK today. Wanted to do an Eagles-Cowboys reaction pod. Uh, but I'll be back on WIP hosting the evening show this Wednesday night from 7 to 11. I'll be hosting the evening show on Friday night from 6 to 10. And I'll be back on Sunday afternoon uh, during Sunday football. It'll be fun to watch these games and react from 4 to 7.30 with my good friend Al Morgani. And, and Al and I... Um, will also be with you uh, a few weeks down the line, filling in for Joe Giglio and Hugh Douglas the back half of Christmas week. So excited for that. Um, But I'll talk to you this week on WIP. Thank you for listening. The Eagles will be okay. Uh, This has been Trash Talk with TK. I'm TK Dom Kelly. I'll talk to you guys later this week on WIP.
2: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what?